Hi, guys. Welcome to the Melanin Perspective. I'm Brittany. And I'm Jamie. Let's dive in. Hey, Jamie, what's up? <laughs> hey, Brittany. <laughs> so, today, here we are again. We are here. And it has been, you know. Quite a week. Quite. It's, it's Tuesday. So. It's only one day away. No. Like it was started last week. This is started Tuesday. last week. It's been a week. So, yeah. we are continuing with the topic of last week's episode. Not even just about being black in America, but just like how this doesn't even feel like America. Yeah. Things are crazy. At the current moment that you're going to listen to this episode, well, maybe not current, but when we recorded it, there is still nationwide protesting and marching. And in conjunction with that, you have the rioting and the looting. And you have police bullying and brutality and I've seen one too many videos of these cops like pushing people to the ground and mm-hmm. shooting them in the head with rubber bullets. People got traumatic brain injuries. Mm-hmm. I read where someone has had a second surgery because they lost their eye from these rubber bullets. Ridiculous. Right. Yeah, I've seen a lot of those things too. A lot of the <clears throat> horrible things that are happening due to the rubber bullets and so Jamie and I, we just actually watched because they can't. I know they were on TV yesterday. Messiah and the young lady that are college students here in Atlanta that were um, brutally attacked, brutally attacked by the Atlanta Police Department. And so you know the officers have been fired, and you know, but they're gonna definitely sue. Have like a um, a civil class action suit, which, which they should, which should you know should happen that because they are traumatized. Um, they they will never be the same again. I just couldn't imagine being in that situation. And you hear the girls saying, "Okay, we gonna get out." Like they didn't even give them a chance. And that's the excessive force. That is what I'm talking about. Is that I get your in- adrenaline is running. Yeah. You know, like I get it, but you have to if you are a police officer somebody in the military, someone that, like, has other people's lives in your hands, you have to be aware of that. Like, yeah. you have to be aware that you, you can't be so reactive. The fight-or-flight thing is is a is a real thing. Yeah. And it seems like all the police doing are just fighting all the time. Right. You it's, know? It's about being cognizant of your emotion and being able to place it at the moment of the event happening. Like, if you were going to pull these people over... I was so baffled when I watched the video because it's like they pulled them over and then they started tasing them and breaking well, they windows. They pulled them over. They said that they, what she just said, that they were talking to their friend. All of a sudden, randomly, they just attacked the friend. Right. And so they saw them attacking the friend. Right. They was in traffic. It was a group of uh, white people right in front of them that right. were like about to move up. And right. they just attacked them. So they weren't even parked. Right. I don't even think they put the car in park right. Right. And then he ends up with a fractured arm and 20 stitches. It's ridiculous. Um... I So, in Atlanta, okay, backtracking, I actually live in Illinois, but I came to Atlanta the weekend prior to all the Memorial Day weekend, basically, is when I came. And I was watching the local news on Friday night, and I was, like, really numb. I was looking at these people tear up the city, set fires, loot these malls, tear up the CNN Center, tear up the College Football Hall of Fame. And I just couldn't even placate the emotion. I was just, 
I was just watching it. Just like watching it, but I couldn't feel sad or angry or excitable or anything. I was just numb. I was angry. I was numb. I was angry. You know, I, like I've been, what I've been saying to people and I've been making these posts on, on my personal Facebook page and Instagram pages is that, you know, I'm not condoning. I'm not saying that violence or trashing because that's not even being violent because you're not being that towards a person you just destruct you're destroying property destructive yeah you know so i'm not for people destroying property but i do understand the frustration but i don't uh, but then i don't agree with it to the extent of where it's going because white people are doing majority of this they're igniting this the police officers undercover police officers there are people that are igniting this, yeah. leaving bricks places for people to pick up. I, saw, you know? I heard that. I read that. You know, yeah, this woman had handed a brick. She out the window. Black guy came up. Why are you giving me? Why are you giving people bricks? He got the brick and gave it back to her. Yeah, white a group of white people in the car. So I live in a place called Naperville, Illinois, which is next door to Aurora. And I was reading some of the local papers today, and there were. Looters and rioters in downtown Naperville, which is like one of the top 10 white neighborhoods in America. Literally, there's like, what? Are, I mean, I understand people could be be marching and protesting their feelings about it. But why would you be breaking into stores there? Like, why? But I read where there were like piles of bricks in various areas mm-hmm. for people to hurl at businesses. Right. And, and I'm like, what? Yeah, they are creating like, it's like how the the... You know, the president is fueling the fire and creating more chaos. That's what people are doing. They're igniting, you know, people to riot and loot. And that is the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, that is a big issue. And then people keep calling, you know, even calling them thugs. I mean, you know, you're talking about Caucasian people because a lot of the black protesters are actually protesting. protesting. Some of them are looting. I did see videos of oh, yeah, black folks running their ass out of um, department stores. But, but what was interesting was... CNN commentator, CNN, I think it was CNN, I'm pretty sure it was CNN, and white woman in there casually looting, mm-hmm. like literally casually grabbing stuff, um, casually robbing some like clothing store. And the, the CNN commentator, the white woman was like, well, maybe she's an employee. She, ah! she says it's on national television. Maybe she works there. She's an employee. But you automatically see a black person doing, you don't assume that. You definitely assume that they're stealing, which right. they clearly they are. But the but the, because of black woman, but I guess and this, she is the epitome yeah. of what is wrong with this yeah. country and the world of how you see black people is so negative mm-hmm. as like we like they got to be stealing, you got to be doing something bad, you got to be doing this. But then a white woman, maybe she works there. What the hell would the woman be doing at nighttime? The store is burglarized. What would she <laughs> be doing and collecting shit, stuffing it in the goddamn bag, straightening up the aisles? Girl, so I... that's why I have mad respect for someone like Chris Como because night after night that I've watched him cover the the the, uh, the looting and the rioting, um, he consistently is like, look at the faces, look at those five people that just were in the shot. They're white faces. This is not all black people doing this, and I really applaud him for trying to keep that narrative at the forefront. Um, my husband told me he saw on Friday when they were breaking into the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. Two white girls 
were holding up t-shirts to the front of them like they trying to see was that their size right i like you got to be kidding me and that's it's one girl she was not black she was not white but she had a whole cheesecake walking outside of in philadelphia <sighs> she literally calmly what were cheesecake got this store they looted and broke into girl that was like so i just want people to be mindful of that you know that it's not let's not blame us black people it's it's a mixture of people, but it's definitely... Pre- and a lot of these protesters are predominantly white. I've seen it in a lot yeah. of these cities, especially in, like, Carrollton. I, they're protesting them there, where I'm from. They were... Girl, they were in Gainesville protesting. Yeah, I know. Gainesville is, like, racist. I have to... <laughs> Country racist area. I Sorry know. about from Gainesville, but it's true. Carrollton's racist, too. But Gainesville? Yeah. I've I have stories. a lot of white friends out in Los Angeles that have been on the front lines. I've seen their Instagram stories right there up in the police faces. And I got mad respect for them. And I appreciate them so much because, like you said on the uh, prior episode, we got to have the majority voice as allies. Yeah. And the last few days for me have been a lot of people, non-blacks, asking, one, am I okay? Two, what can they do to help? And I and I know that's really convoluted for a lot of people, um, because you know you asking it's like the, the the group of people that's doing the oppressing asking the person that they are marginalized that are oppressed like how can we help you stop doing what you goddamn doing, but, but but see it goes to the bigger point that every one person doesn't represent the greater mass, so the white person that may be asking how can I help how can I be a friend to you what do you need doesn't represent all the white people that are oppressing. Yeah. Just like one black person doesn't represent all the stereotypical things you know or or have been pegged against black people. I I agree with you, but I do still feel that it is a sensitive subject because a lot of us are raw right now, you know. Yeah. And like so again, the person that is the majority that has benefited from this system Asking again, the person is being oppressed a lot. It it is a lot, but I I feel like you just have to find the right person. Not all of us are here <clears throat> to help white people figure it out, right? You know, or people of you know that are non black people to figure it out. So, but I have the I have the time. Only I don't know why now I got the time, but I have the time. So I have a document, guys. When we post our um, episode. episode tomorrow, which is Wednesday, we post on Wednesdays. It'll be <clears throat> underneath. You know, the post uh, yeah. on our Instagram page and, you know, just kind of follow, you know, go to that page if you want, you know, more information or email us again at, you know, the MP um, podcast, podcast 2019. Yeah, that's a long name. We should change for the change that. <laughs> but um, I don't know what to change it to, though. But yeah, so if you want that list, it is a Google Doc. And it has a lot of information in there. Stuff that I pulled actually from other people, white people that actually, you know, got lists together on their own. So I kind of pulled some things from there and actually their whole list from there and added some thing, other things. <clears throat> How to bail people out. If you want to donate monetary to different organizations or to bail people out. They said over 4,000 people have been arrested. More than that. Okay. Last night. Let's talk about <clears throat> that. You can arrest all these people who are, whether they're looting and rioting or marching and protesting, you can arrest them, but you can't arrest people who have been visibly seen hurting, harming, or killing someone on video or known to walk up in someone's house and shoot them. 
And let's be honest, the Michaels would not have been arrested if there hadn't been public outcry. Hell, they were free for two months. Yeah, they really were. After the incident, before this became public knowledge, and I feel like half of the time these people will not get arrested until, until it becomes... Public. Look, what's his name? The Chauvin man? He wasn't arrested until the Friday? Saturday? Thursday. Whatever. Days after the incident. Right, yeah. Sure. Days after the video came out. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting. Sorry, y'all. Our audio got cut because we got a public alert that Atlanta has a curfew. And so it made the recording stop and both of our phones got the alert. But I was just saying it's so interesting that it's so easy to to arrest the, the people out here displaying their emotion and being upset, but not easy to arrest the people offending what is behind this. And I want to address something. Everyone's like, I can't believe all this is happening over one guy, George Floyd. Who said that? Oh, I've heard it so many times. You're not honoring George Floyd by doing all of this. I can't believe all this hype is happening over one guy. And I'm like, this is not just about George Floyd. It is about George Floyd, but it's about all the other hashtags and names to remember and lost brothers and sisters who have been offended upon unjustly and senselessly and never were brought to justice for what happened to them. This is not just that incident. This is the needle in the haystack that took everything down. Right. And so I was looking in my phone to find this because I just think it's quite interesting how people don't listen. So Martin Luther King III clearly Mimoke's son, was like, my father explained during his lifetime that a riot is a language of the unheard, right? Mm -hmm. Do you know so many people, white people, said he acknowledged that, but that's not how he acted, and that's certainly not how he succeeded. Someone else, your father was a brilliant man, but he wouldn't condone the riots. He thought that that there was a better way to deal with issues, and so on. First, the fuck off. (laughs) This is his son. How can you tell his son what he you meant know, better what, than <laughs> what he meant better like come then that's what i'm saying is like can you i just want people to listen yeah. like if you are not a person of color if you're not a person that's been oppressed if you're not a person that that's been through this shit like we have just listen yeah okay listen do you like because again and listen with like open ears like really listen when we talk listen Ask questions later. Yeah. You know, whenever. But listen to when people are talking to you because, and, and I mean practice active listening. And active listening meaning when a person says something, you kind of respond back. So if I say, hey, Jamie, you know, I was looking up at the sky today, whoop, 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 and Jamie was like, oh, so you was looking up at the sky and whoop, and then you yeah. repeat what the person's saying. That's yeah. called active listening. That lets the person know that you're actually listening and interpreting what they're saying and not trying to respond. Right. People listen to respond and that's not listening. You're not not even processing and digesting what the person is saying to you. So please practice active listening and then also do your research on yeah. a lot of subjects that you don't you know nothing about. Again, I have the Google dot list, but don't stop there. Figure this out. There is Google. Don't be lazy. You know, because yeah. that's what I'm seeing from a lot of people. Don't be lazy. You know, it's time to actually do the work. And but we can't always be there to fix it. We've taken yeah. care of you. we've taken care of kids, your kids over the years. We've cleaned your house, like Latinos have cleaned the house, like 
We've done so much shit. Yeah. We tired. When you see that, yeah. we tired. We tired. Like, we have to think about, constantly think about what sometimes what we're going to say. Yeah. We're going to go there. The police is behind us. Let me get over. Even me. No record. But, like, we are exhausted, mentally drained. Yep. My job today just acknowledged everything that was happening. I didn't think they would. I was just waiting on it. But a lot of us are waiting for our jobs to acknowledge what's happening in the world, to acknowledge, give us some, like, a slight acknowledgement of our pain and what we experience on a day-to-day basis. So I have struggled over the last few days because you said something right there. Your job just released a statement. Um, I have struggled because there's been so much outcry, lots of companies releasing statements. We stand with black lives. Um, lots of people reaching out say, what can I do to help? And I've literally had to tap into my own emotion, like, don't get hung up on this, Jamie. But I feel some sort of way that two weeks ago, nobody was putting out public service announcements. We stand with black lives. We're going to mute our television station for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Uh, this shouldn't be happening. Just don't. Uh, tap into your fellow black brothers and sisters. Donate here. Donate there. Donate to the NAACP. Do this. Uh, people asking, are you okay? What can I do to help? And so for a few days, I've been struggling with this because two weeks ago or even beginning of last week, nobody was asking, are you okay? Nobody was donating a million dollars. Nobody was donating a billion dollars. Everyone was just sitting back and watching like, ooh, another one? That's messed up. Oh, that makes me uncomfortable. Yo, that was really bad. He should not have put his knee on his neck like that. So now I've struggled with... These people who are donating and stuff, is it genuine or is it trendy? Yeah. And so I was telling Jamie that for me, I really don't care about the authenticity of people right now because at the end of the day, I just want them to be uncomfortable. Sometimes uncomfortable make you do things that you Mm -hmm. don't really Mm -hmm. feel. You just have to do it because you feel like it's something right to do. And the authenticity and the the person being genuine will come after the effect, after they educate themselves more. But right now, give a fuck. I don't really care if people really mean it or not. Because at the end of the day, you got to do something. And, right. and, and and they're uncomfortable enough to actually say something and put themselves out there. And we will see how long they be able to do it. Right, right now, I don't care what people are doing. As long as you're doing something. But I want to see consistency for the next few days, the next few weeks, the next few months, the next few goddamn years. Yeah, That's what I really care about because... At the end of the day, sometimes, again, think about things you just don't want to do. Yeah. And you just do it. You do it anyway. Because you kind of have to. But then mm-hmm. after a while, you're like, okay, now I get why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. So just do it, you know. But I want it. I do want people to actually get it at some point. You know, mm-hmm. they're not going to get it right now. It's it's still fresh. People are rioting right now. So they feel like I need, people feel like I need to do something. But when people keep rioting week after week and this isn't over and black people going to still be as mad because we going to stay mad. And that is when you're really going to see if they understand it or not. Right. You'll see if they're genuine or not. When a couple of weeks are they still going to be checking on you? Yeah. You know, like that's when you'll be able to see right. what if they really mean it or not. And I have people that I talk to that are non-black that they are genuine. You know, they've been they oh, reaching yeah. out to me anyway. So I'm happy that, and I respond to them very nicely. Thank you. I love you too. Right. You know, but people that I don't as much, you know, I tell, you know, I just give them the link. You can kind of figure it out and stuff. It's not my place so much to, you know, to kind of help you figure this out. Again, I just feel like people are lazy. There, I'm not saying this goes for every single body because yeah, I've had yeah. people who've reached out to me that I know are genuine. 
it's just as a mass. It's frustrating to see everyone want to jump on this. It Man feels it, it's wrong. Things are wrong. This shit been wrong for a long time. I remember working at the mental hospital that both Brittany and I met at. And during the time that I was there was the whole July 4th weekend with um, Alton Sterling, Sterling and Philando Castile. And the day after, it was he was killed, Sterling was killed on the 4th, Philando was on the 5th of July, and I think that Monday was the 6th of July. And I cried the entire day at my desk, and I had, you know, a pretty private office or whatnot, but I could not get it together. And you see all these things floating around on social media right now, like, your black coworker is not okay, mm-hmm. but they showing up on this meeting, right. and they trying to send this report, and they trying to make this deadline, but they are not okay. I dropped my husband off at the airport yesterday to rent a car and drive to Memphis. And I made an emotional post about it. And some people were like, Memphis is pretty safe. You know, like, we're not doing all this stuff. And I was like, it has nothing to do about what's actually happening in Memphis. It's the drive to and from. It's wondering if he's going to get pulled over. It's wondering if he got to stop to use the bathroom or for gas and somebody looks at him as a threat. Is something going to happen to him? It's not just about him going to Memphis. It's about him being black and leaving my sight. And what people I want people to understand is that with tensions being so high, real, true, racist, crazy people are going to try to retaliate. And I hope people are aware of that. Like, right. they, this is not going to be some easy thing. I was thinking about that the other day. I was out at my friend had like a little block party thing for their staff. They had planned it weeks ago. And, you know, we were out there, all of us predominantly black one of her students and the mom showed up they weren't black but most of us predominantly black and this white guy walked by recording and shit and i just thought i need a gun like yeah. <laughs> some shit pop off i just need a gun just to protect people we had kids out there my god kids were out there and so that's what i'm thinking now because i know granted i know i'm in the city i'm in atlanta quote unquote is safe nah bro i don't trust nobody yeah and i know how people are like with this pe- tensions are high people are going i feel like would want to retaliate so i mean people they literally chased this man down the street and shot him dead mm-hmm. in georgia mm-hmm. you know so there are malicious people out you there you know and there are malicious people out there who will do something to you just because of the color of your skin and that's why I worry about my husband driving exactly. over Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You, Not about no protest, no coronavirus, no none of that. It's because people maliciously will do something to him just because of the color of his skin. And I want people, if you're sending out text messages and stuff, I want you to put your life on the line. If you see something happening with a person of color and you're a white person, more likely they're not going to do anything to you. So if you jump in and help or say something and try to resolve the issue, you could save a person's life or save them from getting hurt. You know, that's what we need. Yes, sending the text is cool. Checking on us is whoop-de-whoop. Donate money is great, too. Talking to your family members is cool. But when some stuff is going down, because another black person jumping in it, we're going to just get... It's going to escalate. It's going to be the same thing. But if somebody that is white, that is Caucasian, that looks like these cops, that looks like these people that are doing something wrong, that is what can save our lives. Mm -hmm. That can help. That's what we need. We need behavioral actions as well as you know monetary and you know and speaking up you know for the cause yeah i was in um savannah georgia when i was in grad school and it was halloween night and i went to the liquor store with three of my um white female friends and i was racially profiled i remember and forgive me if i mentioned this on the episode before but um, it was the part where they were like, you should have said this and you should have did that. Oh, right. Yeah. And I would have said this to the cop. 
And I was like, no, I can't do that. It doesn't work that way for me. Yeah. I can't go to the cop and be like, bro, why you following me around the store? It's like... That, I can't do that. It's like that video we just saw of like the black woman that was out there and she was just she finally got her phone out to record but she was just saying can you stop can you calm down she wasn't anywhere near like like to attack the police she was even in close proximity and then they arrested her mm-hmm. because she was there like that we it, we damn if we do damn if we don't damned if you do don't you know if you so don't. we need our white allies to step up and so intervene when people say what is the change that you want that's the change you don't want to be Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right. You don't want to be just targeted because of color. We want people to leave us the fuck alone. Yeah. Like, I just want to be low. I want to be able to drive and I see the police and not have fear. Yeah. I, w- I want to, you know, not worry about, like, black men getting pulled over by the police and dying or getting mm-hmm. hurt. That's what I want to worry about. I want to worry. I that's what I don't want to worry about. Yeah. I want to be able to just be able to walk in a, a white neighborhood and not feel white people looking at me and judging me, thinking I'm going to steal something. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to be with my coworkers and they not ask to touch my hair because they're so fucking bay, curious bay. and stuff. Woo. I want to be able to talk about race with whoever I want and however I want situation and white people not get offended and stuff because. I my people were the per people oppressed, you mm-hmm. know. My people were slaves, mm-hmm. not yours. So let me have this space because at the end of the day, you get to go back home to your family and live hunky dory your life, do whatever you want to do. So that's what those are some th- couple things that we want. We want to not live in fear and not be paid less money because I'm a black woman. Mm. You know, not given the opportunity, not given the opportunity, not people talking about my hair is not professional enough because even though this is the way my hair grows. Not respected. Those not respected because I'm a black person. Not looked down upon me or look less than because I am a black person. Mm-hmm. That's what we want. We wanted to be treated just like everybody else. Just mm-hmm. like white people. Yeah. It's such a heavy topic. Um, last night, I had to take some medicine to help me sleep. It's just so much. Yeah. It's so heavy. Um, you got to take your breaks from social media. You got to turn off the television. You got to find something to engage in that's going to be a form of self-care that helps you decompress from all that's going on. Because look at look this this time last week, it's Tuesday, this has started. But if you just go back three days prior, all you heard about was coronavirus. Mm-hmm. You ain't heard not nary nothing right. about corona. Except that fake news, some of them 19,000 new oh, positive cases. I Girl. When? When did people test? When they was protesting? <laughs> they had someone out there oh doing the rapid test. It's fake news stuff. It's just they be just throwing numbers out. But yeah. yeah, so you know, I'm I am emotionally drained, but working out definitely still helps me. Yeah, you know, my therapy. and I and I'm definitely gonna take more naps. Yeah, to turn off to turn off stuff, and it is hard for me to get off social media. I'm kind of glued to it. I'm like watching. I've never watched this news in my life. I'm always on channel two. CNN. And CNN. Channel just, 2 and, and yeah. Channel 2 is Atlanta's local news. Right. And Same here. That's what Same I do. Here. I always have that up on my computer because I don't have cable because I don't believe in cable. I'm not and a then, news watcher, but in the last week I have been. I'll just such have a it on. I just have it on and then I'll look on I go from Facebook to Instagram. Instagram to Facebook. And Facebook, they actually they're protesting to walk out because of the work conditions, because of they're saying and then they're not censoring, you know, Face- Trump. Facebook employees? Facebook employees are threatened to walk out because they're having some issues and stuff. Like, I don't even know exactly. I read it. It was somewhat related to what's going on. But, 
Yeah, so I hope they do walk out. I hope they do. I will tell you, like you said, in spite of the genuineness or not, this is at the forefront of everybody's mind. And I and, and I needed to stay there for a this long has brought time. attention. I feel like not a lot of other times have right. brought attention. I agree. This is this. I don't think uh, impact it has it been this impactful since um, Martin Luther King, the Civil Rights Movement. To be honest, yeah, it feels like a it feels like a modern day nineteen sixty five. It think, really does. I really think so because, like you know, they're protesting in Paris, the Netherlands. I know. Um, Guam, had Toronto. A Guam had a protest. Um, yeah. So, I just want people. Somebody to told me Germany up. today. Yeah, that's big for Germany. That's that's real big for for Germany. So yeah, I mean, I speak to clients in Bahrain and India, and the UK, and they are all in the know about what is going on over here. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, we're gonna wrap this up. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. That's probably the biggest takeaway that i would give yeah just um people are trying to come up with ideas of how to help um my friends have come up with some ideas and that she's implemented starting tomorrow um that she's going to post about um basically it's therapy um she's um sponsoring a few sessions for about three people so and then another group of people are thinking about doing some kind of like crisis check-in more like zoom call make Mm -hmm. therapists and stuff um could take part in so um as we once we know more things and more resources people put out there we'll definitely let you guys know but thank you for listening to us guys um i'm a therapist on betterhelp.com so if you it's online therapy if you need someone to talk to from the comfort of your home go the online therapy route most often they have a free week or they have some sort of special that you can sign up for at a reduced price but don't sit in what you're feeling alone right and um, my practice is the Hardy Clinic. I do offer sliding scale. Um, so give us a call. Website brittanyhardy.com. dot com. And Brittany is B R I T T A N Y. Hardy H A R D Y dot com. All so, right, peeps. You right. guys be blessed. Be blessed. Oh, Black see you later, Brittany. Black Lives Matter, Jamie. Amen. They sure do. Bye. Bye.